If you're thinking about leaving your church, ask yourself why you originally started engaging with this particular church body. What'd you like about it? What drew you to it? And what's changed now? How might God want to use you to change things about it? Or what might God be wanting to teach you and your family by staying a part of this church? If the gospel's being proclaimed there and displayed and experienced within your church, you probably should stay and be a part of any changes that still need to happen. Healthy families are always growing and changing, and that's a good thing. God's family can be messy, but then again, so are you. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Caesar in the summer. Sun's out, guns out, huh? Summer Caesar. <laughs> yeah, the summer Caesar. Here we are. I can't believe it's August, man. I know, August 5th. Wow. Do anything fun this last weekend? We did. Um, so one of the coolest events that we do as a family is Seafair here in Seattle. and uh, Everything's sea something here. Sea it's always something. Adel, sea hawks, sea wolves. Seafair. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Caesar, but yeah. what's cool with this is um, it's it's on Lake Washington, and uh, it's so beautiful up there, man. Oh, it's incredible! So you got the floating bridges, but then you've got boats and kayaks, and we sit in inner tubes, and the Blue Angels are there, and they do boat races, and so you're Blue just, Angels, those jets that are like all flying, yeah, the Navy formation, jets. squadron. And what's cool is they, the way they do their show is they come over this tree line right on the water. And so you, your first experience of them is you see them before you hear them. And it's just, and everyone's in their kayaks and inner tubes. And it's awesome. The kids love it. They shut down the highway, yep. like I-5, yeah. when they're practicing or performing. Yep. It's crazy. Because I've actually been like, do-do-do, traveling along. And you're yeah. like, oh, what's this traffic jam in the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday or something? It's like, you know, it's oh, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What was that? You know? you know, what's funny is I talked to a guy the other day who, uh, he's a private, he, he runs a private jet company here in town and was setting up a new client and said two years ago, he was on the 44th story of a, of a sky rise in Seattle and he heard the jets. He didn't know the Blue Angels were in town. He heard <laughs> this thunderous roar and he looked down and saw the top of the jets. They were just oh, flying. Oh, because he was so high? Yeah. And they were flying so And they so were just low. going, they just tore through mm-hmm. downtown oh, yeah, Seattle. Oh, goose pimples right now. Yeah, so awesome. <laughs> so we, the kids love it. That was that was uh, kind of our weekend. That's cool, man. Hey, well, thanks for inviting me and everything. Up I mean, we had the kayaks out and we, you know, the inner <laughs> tubes. I got a good suntan because of it. My grandson Patton's all about boats right now, and he like loves kayaks. And so he really, goes, kayak boat, kayak boat. Yep. Oh, they're fun, man. Yep. They're yeah. fun. I, I think everyone out here needs to own one. So speaking of blue angels and kayaks, we're talking about <laughs> leaving the church or staying in the church today, huh? That's well, I don't know how that transitions. But That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, and and again, this is uh, another topic that came from one of our listeners. Yeah, we were on a roll because this is our second week in a row where somebody from the Life School podcast or from the Life School group on Facebook has said, I've got an idea for a show. It's actually on- from Haley, who yeah. I know, and I know her husband, Jordy, and they're great, and we coach Very them. Active and- yeah, they're super. They're super. They are the real deal. Yeah. So she said, why don't you do a show on this? And we said, of course, because we love... I mean, we love doing the research, and if there's stuff that matters to you, we want it to matter to us as well. Well, now they're outed because they asked this question, so everybody at their church is going to assume they're packing their bags. <laughs> yeah, they're on their Sorry, way out. guys, but I've not heard anything about that. I'm sure it's just a, it's an innocent question. <laughs> yeah, so she was just saying, like, how do you determine as a family, as a couple, as an individual, when it's time to stay or when it's time to leave, when it's time to move on from your local yeah. church? Well, I think it's important that 
you know, we remind ourselves, right? The definition of church is people. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Always. I know like we all say like, I'm, where are you going? I'm going to the church and we mean the building, right? Mm-hmm. Or everybody's over at the church or like the, the window at the church got broken. It's like, yeah, the church is, and has always been people. Yep. And to, to even talk about, I think like, when's it time to leave your church or when's it time to look for a different church or whatever? We, we have to say, well, wait, when's it time to leave these people? Hmm. Like there's a family identity that's really in play. And we talk about it a lot. These are our brothers and sisters. So two things, when you say, hey, thinking about leaving the church, just like substitute, don't think, don't think gathering, don't think the polity, the government of that, the building, right. the location, the denom think, thinking about leaving these people, these brothers and sisters, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a reframe. Yeah. And then also make sure you put yourself in there. So it's very often people say, you know what I don't like about our church? And I'll say, no, what don't you like about yourself? Hmm. Because we're the church. We are the church. Yeah. We are the church. And we're all capital C church. There's only one big family of God on the planet. But because we love ourselves and because we like preference and, you know, certain things a certain way, that's why we've got, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 plus denominations and then all the fractures of that and everything. Sure. But just remember, the church is people. The church is your family. You're part of that family. So whatever you don't like about the church, you, you know, it's the old, like when you were kids, you got one pink finger pointing away and four fingers pointing back. Yeah, back at you. Right. Yeah. So I know that you and I have both been in instances where we've actually had to wrestle with when to stay in our local church uh, and maybe grow through our frustrations mm-hmm. or when it's time to leave. And I'm just curious, these are where you draw personally the line in the sand. Well, let me give you an overarching sort of diagnostic question, you know, okay. like, We'll get, we're going to get real specific today, but, but overarching is like, when you're trying to decide that it was like, what would a healthy family kind of tying it back to what I was just saying, what would a healthy family that has God as their daddy and Jesus as their brother empowered by the same Holy spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, what would they do hmm. given this situation? Cause we don't usually leave cause we love everything. It's all great. You know, sure. now sometimes we leave cause we're moving, but we're talking here like, when's it time to leave? Cause I think we're just making a change. Hmm. And so ask yourself, what would a healthy family who has God as their daddy and Jesus as their brother do? How would we make decisions and how we interpret things? If you listen to last week's episode on anger, you can realize that if there's anger involved, yep. go back, listen to that episode, try to figure out and how to absorb that anger. What's going yep. on there, right? The thing behind the thing. But, um, this can be very, very tricky on like, when do you leave? Because like I said, you're not leaving a building or a program, though a lot of people just feel like that because that's all they've engaged in that. Sure. You're really leaving a family, you know? And if you've, if, if, if your church, your body that you've been a part of, you've been there like a long time, like mm-hmm. you, maybe you grew up there or you've been super involved in the past and either serving or leadership or your kids grew up there, or whatever. It gets really tricky yep. to like, well, why are you leaving? You know, and there's there's a lot of relational baggage that comes with that. And it's good that it does. It really, really is. If if it was just goods and services, then I'm just going to tell you about this this amazing invention that's out there called the Internet. You <laughs> know? And you can get a billion great sermons and you can see every Christian band and concert. and you can, It's all there, <laughs> right? So I'm glad that there's some baggage connected to leaving church with family, with mm. people, with brothers and sisters. Okay. Note, by the way, if you leave a church, you may miss out on learning what God has for you, like Mm. whatever's bugging you, or you may miss out on being a part of the change or solutions or growth that God has for his church, his family. So be slow to move on, okay? Okay. Be slow to move on. And kind of ask yourself, like, what are the reasons you're thinking of leaving? Okay, it's fair to ask that. You probably know them top of head, top of mind, but there's probably other things. And... 
and, and then kind of in line with what I just said, what, what could you do to be the change you want to see? Hmm. Now that takes maturity. Yeah, you're right. Right? Like if you're selfish or you're immature, you won't do that. No, you're right. Right? You just won't. Okay. But I know we want to get down to some brass tacks. So I, I got seven reasons plus one okay. <laughs> that it may be legitimately time to leave your church. Hmm. But I'm going to give you all these. Um, but I'm going to give them to you kind of also with some diagnostic questions attached just because I don't want you to go, that, that's the one. You know, so, yeah, yeah, you're I'm not, not looking for yeah. an out. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, it's our family. So if you came to me and said, listen, I'm thinking about disowning my mom, my dad, and never talking to my brothers and sisters again, it'd be like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, there better be some heavy, heavy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, so here's the first one. That might be a legitimate reason to leave your church. That there's clear abuse of power in the church leadership. Okay. okay. And I'd say, and there's, and the leadership is distant and they're not really present in the daily lives of the family. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Which to me is kind of abuse of power. In other words, I'm sitting in charge of everything, but you don't know me. Sure. You don't have access to your life, but in some cases there really is. And we've seen about it. We've all read a yeah, ton of it on it. that internet thing uh, about church abuse by either specific leaders or like the whole group, right? The whole hmm. polity, right? So I think if you're seeing a clear abuse of power in church leadership, that may be a legitimate time to move on because chances are you, not, it's going to be very hard to change that. Yeah, but, exactly. But you might, you might be able to be part of that change. You got to ask God that. Hmm. You know? All right. Number two. Okay. Next thing um, might be a legitimate time to go. If the church isn't doing anything for people outside the church's four walls. You know, so if, insular. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lost if, mission. If it's increasingly inward and self-focused, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, if it's just more and more building expansions, here's the next fundraising thing for, we're throwing on a new wing, we're doing this, it's that, we're doing, you know, more programming and staff versus equipping and sending. Hmm. And maybe you've been there a really long time and that's just the way it's going to be. And it's never really focused on like, you know, all this money, we could change our whole city. Yeah. We could end poverty. We could end like healthcare issues for our whole city. Yeah, never mind a national whatever. If the church just got on board. I remember one time doing the math at a church I was a part of. And um, I and I won't get into too much detail, but um, we had millions of dollars in tithing coming in. Okay. Sure. Millions. And I realized that only about 5%, four and a half or 5% of anybody in the whole thousands of people church gave. So that millions was coming in from a sliver yeah, of people. A couple people yeah. And I thought if only 10% of the church tithe, so if we just got 5% more people got any kind of generosity or obedience going on. Sure. And I, and I looked at that, that additional X amount of millions it would be. And then I did a bunch of research on what homelessness hmm. cost in the tri-city area we lived in. Yeah. It was less than that to fix it. Oh, you're like, we, as a church, so in a couple of years, we could have fixed homelessness. And then every year after that, we'd had a ton of money to go like, Hey, let's get after healthcare next. You yeah. Know? Like really go for it. Yeah. No. Well, we might need another youth wing, you know, <laughs> yeah, we might sure. need that big multicolored slide and wall window with the, you know, anyway, so <laughs> escalators so are down again. That could be a reason. Like your church is just not going to be a church in the city. It's only for us. Yeah. That's the sin of Israel. Remember they got, they just started living in the temple and that's, we're here and nobody else. And it's about us. And yep. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. Another thing that might be like pretty good reason to leave is um, if you don't agree with the vision or direction the church is heading. Now that can be a catch-all. So caution there. Okay. Like, well, I just don't believe in where we're going. Like I would say, you know, if you listen to this show, you know what our heart is like. If discipleship's not a priority within your church and it doesn't seem like that's going to change anytime soon, 
that's that's a vision worth maybe going, man, we really want to make disciples and we want to, you know, the preaching to be gospel yeah. fluent and all that. And we want to be taught how to make disciples and we want to be discipled sure. and not in like a nine week course, but like, you know, the whole thing. We want if, our kids to see a church that models this versus something that's completely foreign to us. Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if the vision for the church is heading in a, a different direction than discipleship, for sure, or you just really don't agree with where it's going. Like if it's just like, you know, we're going bigger and bigger and bigger, sure. and like, but we're going to know less and less and less about each other, you know, or whatever. That might be legitimate. Hmm. You, know, you might want to try to find a body that's into discipleship and, yeah. and being family together and all that. That's a good one, man. Another one uh, might be legitimate is if, if you find that you don't trust the church with your money. Hmm. Jesus said where your money goes, so your heart goes, right? And yep. he talked about it a lot. So, you know, ask yourself, are you consistently faithfully giving to the work and support of your local church? By the way, if you're not giving regularly, you just, just never mind this one. Because hmm. 5%. Yeah, that's national average. It's something like four point three now or something. Yeah, I'm like, not going to give, but I'm pissed off at where you're. Spending I don't really like the way they spend the money, money, but like oh, I only tip once in a while. I tip God. <laughs> like a little pocket change makes it in the bucket, but yeah. like get some skin in the this game. This whole yeah. tie thing that automatically gets pulled off my gross, not after I pay the government, because yeah. I actually love the government more than I love God. Well, like what you know? So if you're not giving, don't even this one. Take it off the list. But if if you're um, if you're faithfully giving to the work and supporting your local church, but you've become more and more distrusting how the funds are being used or spent or misspent. Let me ask you this then. Maybe, maybe you are getting that way and you are faithful. Have you talked to your leaders about it? Yeah, I think that's a big point because I know a lot of people that have bounced because it's like, we're just upset about it. You're like, well, did you voice anything? No. No, no point. No. Well, it's like, no, you know what that is? Failed. That's self-love. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I didn't want to be perceived as this was just easier to slink out the back door and never come back. Yeah. That's that's not good. That's that's a B. So, um, so, but it could be a legitimate reason if yeah. you just go, whoa, I don't see this ever. And it kind of ties into that last one. Like, we're not blessing anybody. It's all about us and a bigger building that sits dormant most of the time and tons more staff. You know, you know. Sure. So we need all those things, but whoa, to what degree? Okay. Another one might be a legitimate thing is there's no place for you to use your skills or your gifts within the body. Hmm. Now that's a bit of a red herring because, and what I mean by that, you know, red herring is like a thing you throw out and you're like, Oh, there's my reason, you know, whatever. And it's like, Oh, look there. No, really, this is my reason. Sure. <laughs> because the truth is you can use your gifts. You know, I, I can remember when God first years and years and years ago, put it on my heart. Like you're going to be a teacher and you're going to teach people. And hmm. I was like, I don't know, teach anybody. And I go, who should I teach? Like and like, I could have said, "Well, they're not going to let me." I, you know, they're not letting me preach. You know, mm. they don't let me lead men's ministry. I was a kid, you know, but God said, L- "Teach and lead whoever I bring to you." Mm. And so I was like, "I don't have anybody." He goes, "You got four or five buddies, you know. Ask them if they want to do a Bible study, and you're going to lead it." And I did, and they did, mm. and it was like life changing. Wow. You know, I mean, for me, yeah, sure, <laughs> probably not for them, but maybe for some of them. I actually just ran into a guy a few years ago in Manhattan, and he was like. You remember that Bible study we did like a million years ago? And I was like, uh, oh, yeah. He was one of the three or four guys. No he goes, way. He's his most profound Bible study I've ever done in my life. I was like, it had to have been God because it was not <laughs> yeah, my it was teacher. not me. So I say it's a red herring because you say, well, there's no place for me to use my skills and gifts. Maybe not in the way you want. Hmm. You know, people come to us, you know, when I was leading a church and like, you know, I, I think I have a teaching gift and I, I like to get in the preaching rotation. It's like, hmm. how about this? I'd like you to teach in Sunday school. Yeah. Well, that's not really like, wait a minute. So you won't humble yourself to actually teach my kids, yeah, my yeah. own kids, your kids, his kids, you know, exactly. his kids. It's like, so eh, be careful. And so here's another thing kind of parallel to that. Like maybe, maybe God is actually clearly calling you elsewhere to hmm. serve and use your gifts at another church family. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious. Like you feel it as a couple, you feel sure. it as a family. It's not a matter that you can't use it here. But God has shown you a great need, hmm. and He's shown you how He's going to fulfill that need somewhere else. That might be 
It could be legit. Yeah. But that's not just like, man, I don't like it around here more. Right. Yep. Or I'm not getting to serve in the way I get the recognition I want. Or how come that guy who sucks, you know, she's not, you know, but I could, you know, no. But if you're legitimately like there's just one or two people do everything and they don't equip and they don't let anybody else do anything or lead yeah. or grow or learn how to teach or whatever that might be time. Yeah, it might be time. Okay. Start by looking for what you bring to the body, by the way. Okay. You yep. bring to your local church family rather than what you get from it. That's a, that's kind of an overall umbrella. Like what do we, what do you bring versus what do I get? Everybody's like, oh, I'm not getting fed here. You know, we're not getting what we used to. It's like, what are you bringing? What are you putting into it? Yeah. What are you, who are you feeding? You know, exactly. And try not to fall into the trap of thinking that all of your needs and desires can and will be met in an hour or two each week on Sunday. Hmm. That's just ridiculous. Like, what do you bring? So you're thinking about like, well, there's no place to use my gifts in this church. Do you mean the church service where you get the light shined on you? Like, what do you bring to the rest of the church family all week long? Yep. Like, what are you able to bring and receive all week long? Hmm. Are you as engaged and living as a servant as you can be now? You know, serving others. Are there other areas of service and community life that you could still be engaged in and be a blessing to? Hmm. So there's some diagnostic work yeah, before you just go like, well, my gifts aren't being used here. Probably they could be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look but maybe not with the light shining on you and the microphone's queued up. Yeah. You know. All right. Another one. Uh, might be a legitimate reason to leave is you live too far away from the church building and church family members to really hmm. be and live like family. Yeah. So then I, I kind of wonder, like, how or why did you start going there in the first place? Yeah. Maybe it's like, hey, we used to live there. We moved far away, and we just haven't found a place locally. We haven't really even looked. We haven't tried to be sure. family. We haven't started a community. We haven't done anything. So we're still just kind of driving yep. really far. But that precludes us really having family life at all. Yeah. So then I'm like, why don't you just listen on the Internet? You know, if you <laughs> sit in the seat, you feel somehow better. Like, God's not giving you any more points. He loves you exactly the same. Yeah, we have some friends. <laughs> listen to a mo- sermon in row 28. In silence and never talk to anybody or listen on the internet at home in your, you know, pajamas in the morning having coffee. God loves you the same. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. We have some friends that are just moving and he's like, well, we're going to live. Well, I'll be close to work, but we're about 45 minutes from the church that we really like. I'm like, geez, man, you spend your whole day just getting there. You're never going to see these people throughout the week. So that's a consumeristic statement like hardcore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They got all the goods and services. You ever been to the Ikea? The Ikea is nice, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, parking's a nightmare, but we'll yeah. get through it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All so right. that's uh, the church building, the distance, that's one for sure. Yeah, okay, so here's another reason it might be time to go, is that you haven't been able to find true community at this church, and you've really tried. Hmm. I, we talk to people all the time. I know you do, Tina yep. and I do all the time. They're like, listen, we have done everything. We've been in every small group. We've tried to get people over for meals. We've tried to be out serving. We've tried to you know, increase our frequency of seeing people. Um, you know, we've tried to start missional communities and we've had little to no buy-in. In fact, we've even had some pushback from leadership hmm. and we've talked about that yeah. before, you know, even as you just said that I instantly went back to episode 207, missional living when your church doesn't support it, which if you haven't listened to that one yet, it kind of ties into this episode pretty closely. Yeah. Pretty highly. It's so kind so. of a good part one, part two. Yeah. 207 missional living when your church doesn't support it. Yeah. So if you've really tried and you've really given it to yourself and it's just like, it's really not even a thing. I mean, I, some churches don't even have small groups and they yeah. say, yeah, we just got sick of doing it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we just won't be family, you know, like we'll just punch, we'll just punch Sunday, you know, monthly in the clock there. Or I even knew a church that their small groups were so specific and limited that that didn't really give, it's like, well, a Tuesday night we're on the North of town. 
Uh, we meet from 7 to 8.30. It's age 22 to 29, and you have to wear polos half the yeah, time. You're like, like, wait. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, That's good luck. Just like Jesus did, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now here's why I said it's seven reasons it might be legitimately time to leave plus one, okay? This is the number one reason that it may be time to leave your church, and that would be that the gospel's not being proclaimed Hmm. and it's not being increasingly experienced in all of life like grace 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 everything not law and then try harder and manage your sin and your in your behavioral patterns until jesus gets back not a gospel that's primarily about our afterlife but a gospel is being proclaimed and experienced that speaks into and transforms all of life Hmm. that's got to be preached that's got to be experienced together and I'll tell you, for me, like all the other ones, whatever their point value on a scale would be, they don't add up to a tenth or a hundredth of this. Because there could be all the rest of that. It could be, it could be close. I could, they could be like, man, you could teach. You can serve any way you want. All that stuff. And it could be, I love what they're doing with their money. And it, yet it's not a gospel of grace. Hmm. Then you just go, wait a minute. Is it the true church if the true gospel is not proclaimed? Yeah. That's a scary thing to say. And I say that carefully i say that with a little bit of trembling here brother because sure. i'm not I, and i'm not the arbiter of that but I'll, i will tell you this <laughs> i've sat in unfortunately too many church services and heard too many preaching and messages and all that that were just not the gospel but people say oh the gospel was preached why well the bible was open you know that's the bible was preached but it wasn't yeah. even preached accurately you know the or gospel the good news of who god is and what he's done for us and what's true of our identity authority privilege and how we get to live now in community all the time together that that's big and, yeah. and i think that's got to be present and if that's not there what you are leaving may not really be the church as much as it's Christian dumb, right? Sure. So ugh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, one thing that often comes to play with people's expectations is this church that is kind of their personal worship or their preaching preferences not being met. Maybe you could speak to that consumer side of things for a second. Just for a second. Yeah. Well, this really starts to lean into whether or not we place our church attendance or connection and identification with the local body into our consumerism bucket. You know, like you mentioned my friend, like, yeah, we moved, but we found a church 45 minutes away. Well, that's just shopping, you know, Hmm. the old what's in it for me question and shopping for the best deal. So, you know, consumeristic preferences are a pretty bad reason to leave a church. It's a bad reason to go to a church. I'll be honest with you, but it's a really bad reason reason to leave a church that you've been a part of for a while. And why'd you join in the first place? Hmm. (laughs) That's a good question. Something to wrestle with. So be careful. Yeah. Be careful with that. So, or like, or like, uh, we knew people that would only show up at church depending on who, who's preaching that week. If it's like the good, if it's yeah, the A list, or, or we like, we like that band. That band will be up because we have yeah. multiple bands. We like the acoustic band. Oh, this guy's really funny. We'll go yeah. those weeks. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think one word of caution we should we should put on this too is that if you're if you're a married couple that when you're deciding whether or not it's actually you maybe you're feeling like it's time for us to leave this place. I think it's something that you actually run through this list with your spouse on, because yeah. I do think there needs to be unity, right? When, yeah. like, if you're feeling something, your spouse is like, "No, yeah, don't I'm not. just look for peace." Like, eh, it didn't go well last time we talked about it. Seek unity. Like, what do we really think about these? Play yeah. this episode back. Stop each one. Listen to it, and just say, "Okay, what are we at with that?" Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the true church which we believe is God's people, his sons and daughters, mm-hmm. are always going to gather. There's always a future for the church. They're always going to be Amen. hanging out, right? Yes. But it might look really different from what it did in the past. Uh, like the church it already the f- does. Yeah, things are moving. It's church Christian now doesn't look on. like Jesus' hangout. You know? Yeah, no, we're Paul's big buildings. Yeah. So w- I guess the question would be, like, what sort of habits do you believe are important to ensure a healthy rhythm of gathering for followers of Jesus 
that might not be found or might be separate from a local institutional church? Such a great question, man, because you're absolutely right. The church gathers. The church is a family. We hang out together, right? And I really do believe that the Bible teaches that the oikos or missional community, whatever you want to call it, is the primary organizing structure of the church. Hmm. It, it, we just don't see anything else in Scripture. The oikos, that extended family of faith that was looping on other people and sharing their life and sharing their table and sharing their stuff, that's the organizing structure of the church. We don't see church buildings till like 300 years later. Yeah, We still need that, okay? And and that's the, we, we, we're never going to not need that. So are you a part of a family on mission or an oikos that is increasingly hanging out as God's family? You need that. Hmm. Are you experiencing the transformation of the gospel in all of life as we gospel one another and remind ourselves of the truth and remind me of the thing my head knows, but my heart keeps forgetting. Sure. You know, are you growing spiritually and dying increasingly to self and fear and personal preference as you live in community with people that are different than you, right? Are you living more and more out of your true Trinitarian identity with others in the normal rhythms of everyday life? So your family and missionary servants, and you can see how it fits into every, like, like do your kids feel like they're part of the church, part mm-hmm. of the family, part of God's mission? So here's the key rhythms that I see the early church enjoyed. Pretty simple. They enjoyed them, they employed them, and they continually invited people to join them in these. They had meals together. Like every day. All the time, <laughs> right? And with your kids, okay? Yeah. They weren't segmented enough. Um, they served together. They saw a need and they thought, oh, here's an opportunity to live out of our identity and show the world what God's like. Hmm. with their kids too. Just going to throw that in there. Um, they learned God's word together and prayed together and for one another. Don't miss that. Keep hmm. doing that with people. Like, this is what you see in church. This is when it says, do not say, forsake the gathering, right, yep. of the saints. This is what it's talking about. It's not talking about in a certain building, because there's 150, 200 in this, my town alone, right? Yeah. Um, and then, they, big, remembering Jesus through the sacrament of communion together. Jesus oh, says, often as you hang out and have these meals together, remember me. Yep. Remember my life given for you. Remember my blood, this new covenant, where I keep both sides of the agreement now. Hmm. Those are core things, and we need each other for that. I can't have, you know, a meal alone is just food right? Yep. You got to have somebody to serve and we need to be served. All these things are communal and it's the way God created us to be. So That's by awesome. the way, if you don't have this in your life right now or current church sure. and you'd really love to, you know, to have that, I, I, I'd love to help you develop those rhythms in your life. And, hmm. and I just got to say that that's exactly what we do with our coaching. And right now, this time of the year, we're opening up fall coaching spots. Yeah. And so I would love to be able to do that. Like if you would like to be coached and have regular, you know, times of video with us and like daily conversations over boxers, a little appity thing and all that and get a custom roadmap worked out and all that. I'd love to walk with you. And, uh, and, and you can check out our coaching at one, two, three life com forward slash coaching. And if you want to get an idea of what it's like to even taste some of that, yeah. we're still, uh, we're still working on the, uh, everyday disciple challenge is happening, right? Yeah, it started today, correct? Yeah, it started today. And so if you go, oh, man, I was going to register for that. That's okay because the replays will be up. If you go to the show notes page here, you know, 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast and just go to today's episode, there'll be a link there for the the challenge, the Everyday Disciple Challenge. Register, and that way you'll get all the links emailed to you immediately and you'll start to get the, you know, the the replays and you'll get the homework and all that stuff. So I'd love to be your coach. And there's not a lot of slots. We can just so many hours in a day, right? But if you want to get a little taste of what it's like, join me in the Everyday Disciple Challenge. So yeah, Everyone who's gone through it has been really benefited. That's free. Yeah. You know, the, the challenge is free, and you're going to get a ton of ch- training and coaching. And uh, and then it, maybe you want more. I don't know. Maybe you want, like, full-on coaching with Tina and I. So 
Be awesome. awesome, man. We've given away a ton of stuff, a lot of content, a lot of freebies, and there's Trying more. Trying to, man. There's more. there's more. The big three, <laughs> which is the big three points if you had to distill the show down to nothing, what you'd walk <laughs> away with with three points. And you get it as a printable PDF by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Big three. Uh, okay, number one, the church is people. Don't miss it. Don't forget it, right? Always has been. It's never been the building. So leaving your church in many ways is a little like opting out a part of your family. Hmm. And only immature or selfish family members, quote unquote, make that kind of decision quickly or without counsel and prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So I just want to frame that for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're not just leaving a program. Right? Yep. Second, ask yourself why you originally started engaging with this particular church body. What'd hmm. you like about it? What's changed now? How might God want to use you to change certain things about it? Like if you leave, you won't know, or you won't get changed. Sure. What, what might God be wanting to teach you and your family by sticking and staying a part of this church, hmm. right? I, I, there's things where I've stayed in churches that I wanted to leave, and God humbled me, and he taught us, and he taught my family, he changed my parenting, changed my heart, my marriage, all that. And I could have said, well, I'm not digging this. I'm, and God's like, I got something for you here. Hmm. And, and I, I just want to underscore this. If the gospel is being proclaimed, displayed, and experienced within your church, you should probably stay right where you're at and be a part of any changes that still need to happen. Because yeah. healthy families always change and grow. That's a good thing. So don't say, well, things change. If the gospel is being proclaimed <laughs> and you're experiencing it more and more in your life, probably stay there. Yeah. All right, number three. Okay, number three. Uh, discuss the seven reasons plus one that I just shared with you that may be legitimately time to leave your church with your spouse or a close friend or your pastor. Hmm. Like if you're thinking of leaving, please don't. Those are good ideas. But really take the time. This is a big decision. You know, has any consumerism creeped into your thoughts? Are you maybe are you feeling hurt? Hmm. Or maybe you're experiencing greener grass syndrome kicking in just a little bit. Sure. You know, like, well, over there, they got a bigger, you know, or what? Well, he's a funnier, you know, or like you said, you know, after praying through all this, if there are specific and warranted reasons to move on, then do so quietly. Hmm. Don't make a fuss. Don't bad rap anyone at your church. And when you find a new church family to be a part of, don't gossip or drag your past issues with you. Even if they're legit, it's, it's over. Hmm. Remember, this is still part of God's family. And it's the bride of Christ. Don't move on and then sin by gossiping. Okay? Yeah, exactly. And, and and don't forget, you can still join us in the Everyday Disciple Challenge, that four-day challenge. It started today, but you can still register and just you know go into our show notes. There's a link there. It's all free, and we'll hook you up, okay? Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Again, you get a big three by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. If you've not yet joined our Facebook group, we'd love to have you. Go to Facebook up at the top, type in Life School Podcast. That's where the challenge is going to be. Yeah, you have get to get ahead of the program. Got to join that. So. Yeah, and that's something you have to ask, actually ask to be part of the group. So we'll let you in, but you got to go. <laughs> so uh, Life School Podcast on Facebook. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be talking about something um, that is really practical. It's like, why is missional living so hard? It's something like we often are advocates for that lifestyle, like we just talked about. Every other email I get, it's like, this is hard. That's <laughs> why is why it is so it? hard? Yeah, exactly. So we're this is what God wants. Why is it so? Yeah. yeah, so we'll hit that next week. We hope you join us for that. Thanks for being with us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Uh-huh.